Ladies and gentlemen, we are live and back again on Sober Grind. Sober Grind. With Sober a very grind. with a very special guest, yes. Sir. <laughs> As always, my name is Austin Armstrong. I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Pej. And we have a wonderful guest with us, Daniel Garza. I'm going to read his bio, but pretty much let him uh, take the show here. Uh, Daniel G. Garza has been an HIV-AIDS advocate since 2001, focusing on education. His participation in several committees, both in Texas and California, have allowed him to gain experience in how culture, religion, and demographics can ha impact the information, prevention, and conversations regarding sex and sexuality are discussed. In Southern California, he concentrates on sharing his story at high schools, colleges, and universities. On a national level, he has been featured in HIV AIDS magazines, as well as social media campaigns, also sharing his story, attending national advocacy conferences where he learns and shares innovative ways to make the information available to more students. He also is 11 years sober now. He's got so much going on. So everyone say hello to Daniel. This episode is all about overcoming adversity. So let us know if you have any comments or questions about this. We'll be stopping throughout to talk about this. But, but Daniel, the, the floor is yours. Tell Hi. our audience uh, a little bit about yourself. What all you got going on? Hi, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. This is of course. Really cool. We go back a little bit. We so go it's, way back. It's, it's really exciting. Uh, funny how the world uh, puts people together. Sure but hi, my name is Daniel G. Garza. Um, I my sobriety date is June twenty first, two thousand and seven. It's amazing. So I just hit uh, eleven years, and it was really great because I was at a conference in New York, mm -hmm. a sober conference. Right. When I got when I hit eleven, so it was really cool. That's amazing. Nice. Um, what else? Do? Well, everything pretty much is there. I'm Mexican, in case you haven't told. <laughs> well, really? have, have have yeah, do not adjust your computers. This is my natural <laughs> color. You also have a great podcast, right? I Six do. Years? Well, I so do. what's the name of your podcast? My podcast is called Put It Together. Put It Together. I've Check been, it out. I've been on the air since 2012. And how can wow. people find your podcast? Uh, you can go to Facebook. Uh, Facebook, look for Put It Together Podcast um, on there, or go to abnormalentertainment.com. Abnormal. Abnormal. Not normal. Not normal. Okay. Abnormal, what is normal, anyway? Abnormalentertainment.com, and that's where you find the production company that I work for. I'm an actor. A director, producer, uh, our company is called Little Mexican Productions. Nice. And we've been working now for about 10 years on different projects. That's awesome. Uh, I also have a Spanish show now mm. called Mira Mira. So if you speak Spanish and both the English and the Spanish shows talk about adversity mm -hmm. are uh, how people put their lives together or help other people put their lives together mm -hmm. and where they come from where they are now and the journey that they took mm. to try to put their lives together nice um, and that came about because i wanted to share with people my life uh coming out when i was 17 uh alcoholism and drug addiction by the time i was 20 right uh sobering up being diagnosed with aids when i was 30 uh, and now the story adds cancer at 45 uh, ostomy surgery at 46, mm -hmm. uh, diabetes at 47. Wow. And over the years, I've dealt with anxiety, depression, and PTSD due to health issues. Mm -hmm. As you can tell, I'm an overachiever. I want to do everything in life. Talk about and, adversity. Yeah. Uh, 
but everything has been it hasn't been easy. It's been a challenge. Right. But I am a firm believer of the silver lining and the yeah. end of the tunnel. Right. Uh, and that's what's kind of pushed me through. Very good. You have awesome. such an amazing story, and we're so happy to have you here. I mean, we're, we're going to jump in. I mean, Pesh, uh, you two relate a lot. I don't know how much you want to I mean, talk I, about just, story. just in here, I, I already knew that Daniel and I, if we go back, like I, I met Daniel, I don't, I, I know how I met you. I met you through Tony met a few mm -hmm. years back, probably about seven or eight years back. I, I remember I went to Daniel's house and we just kind of wrap like we, we our sobriety dates are within days of each other. So we're both class of two double. Say congratulations to both of these guys. Eleven yeah. years. That's Amazing. right. June sixteenth, June twenty first. So nothing good was happening in, in June, <laughs> or at least not in our worlds. But um, so so Daniel uh, also you know everything that you're talking about like what you've gone through obviously. Life will throw you a screwball, you know, every once in a while, like you never know what, what's going to come at you. And, and I know that um, with all of the things that you've gone through, especially in more recent times, I remember seeing you on Facebook talking about having cancer. And I was kind of going through it either right before or right after. I know it was in 2016, 2017 that both of us had gotten cancer. So, mm -hmm. so but I knew you were strong. I just I, I followed your story closely. I knew you were strong. I think I reached out to you. I just knew you were going to make it, you know. I knew you'll be fine. And adversities are always going to pop up in our lives. I mean, the, the point is, is I think that the whole time that I was going through my whole chemo treatment and all that, not once did the thought come up like, I should get loaded. Like, that's not even, it's not even my thought process. It's not even what I do. I don't even fathom the thought. It's not what I want to do. Right. You know, so I noticed that um, that you're just a go-getter. Like, all I remember we sat in your apartment in Laguna Beach many years ago and you did like a tarot reading for yeah. me and it was really cool it was like I didn't even know you from Adam yeah, he's but. also a tarot and a, and a Reiki master as master well. right. I'm telling you all <laughs> man of many talents you would never believe the stuff you read to me how many different things came in how many times when those things happened and came about I thought oh my god Daniel was right <laughs> it was on to something you. right so Amazingly enough, like you are, you're, you're wonderful, and I, I want my girlfriend Solange to meet you. She will adore you. Well, if you, if you want to add to it, uh, while I was going through cancer, mm -hmm. is when I became a Reiki master. Oh, that's mm. when. Okay, yeah, okay. because yeah, I didn't uh, know you to be a Reiki master before. I knew you were like just a tarot card. Guy. I told and I, many other cards. I didn't have anything else going on because I couldn't work and or do anything. So my Reiki teacher would come to the house to teach me, uh -huh. and. I, Explain what Reiki is in yeah, case people uh, don't know what Reiki that is. Reiki generally, Reiki is translated to universal energy. That's what Reiki mm. means. And as you grow in levels, you learn to manipulate your energy and mm. read your mm. energy and open your chakras. Right. To working on other people, mm -hmm. to manipulating their energy and cleansing them. Yeah. Uh, to charging people with positive energy. Right. Uh, cleanse them of negative energy. Uh, there's a lot of meditation that goes into it. Mm. It's really good for people going through ailments or uh, their first years of recovery mm -hmm. because it cleanses all that energy for you. Uh, so while I was going through cancer, I wanted to be clean of negative energy so my body could heal right. the best way possible. So talking about overachiever uh i'm i'm going through treatment and i'm learning to be a reiki master so, very cool yeah Amazing. very so, cool. uh but yeah the card readings and uh, it's it's all part of 
On paper, it's really easy to look at my... Because you read my little bio. Right. And that's just like a quarter of what really goes on. Yes. Sure. Yeah, it's hard to condense uh, our lives and our and our journeys into yes. a couple paragraphs. But I'm, I'm not unique. A lot of us, on paper, when you put down all the negative things that you've been through, mm -hmm. people could say, I have... There's nothing that anybody would say if I was negative. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that anybody would say if I was a bitter person right. mm. and mad and angry at God and the universe mm -hmm. and at people. But that's the easy thing to do. Right. It's mm -hmm. easy to be mad at everybody. It's It takes a little extra and it takes an extra mile mm -hmm. to go, at the end of the tunnel, there's something better right. than sitting here in the darkness. Right, yeah. And don't get me wrong, there are times when I love sitting in the darkness. That I'm just I'm You? Yeah, there's times sometimes I just sit there and really? I want I wanna be mad. Right. I, mm. Like my body starts hurting or I start aching. Uh -huh. And I'm like and I was a I was a crackhead for many years. That's when, what I was gonna ask you next. Yeah. What, drug of choice? Yeah, my last my last drug, because <laughs> uh, I went through the list, mm -hmm. uh, was crack. And, and before that what uh, Coke, acid, X uh, I only shot up a couple of times, mm -hmm. and of course alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, Meth ever? Once on a dare. I think it, I remember you telling me yeah. that. I was kind of surprised. I was like, yeah. you did all that, but you didn't do meth? No, yeah. On a dare? On a dare, and it was only for, anyway, <laughs> for, <laughs> adult, for adult purposes. <laughs> and, but... Um, I, I'd love to use that as, as a segue um, to overcoming adversity. I mean... When you were in the midst of addiction, mm -hmm. what did you? What was that pivoting moment that you realized you needed to make a change? And how did you overcome it? What were some of the things that actually worked for you? The true story of how it happened. Um, I lost my apartment. Okay. I lost my car. I lost my friends. I moved in with a friend of mine who lived. This is back in Texas and Houston. Mm -hmm. We lived in a three-story. And on the first floor, there were two bedrooms, and one bedroom was for his dogs, and the mm. other one was for me. Right. And I realized that my life was at the same level as a dog. Mm -hmm. Nothing against dogs, I'm just not a pet person. And I was like, wow, like I'm right there with dogs. Right. Mm. And then um, I had some court issues to take care of, and I was going to my UA test, my university your analysis yes um test hi i would mm. i would do crack gotcha. before i went to do the test mm -hmm. oh my god <laughs> and yeah yeah talk about wanting to get caught yeah i think there's there's something something within me was like at some point they have to stop yeah me. yeah yeah they have to and the supervisor at um my probation officer her his supervisor Lana Park, I still remember her name. Right. Because she sounded like a superhero to me. Right. She told me, he's like, uh, look, Daniel, you either go to rehab or you go to jail. And I thought about it. I was like, like Oz jail? You or, or, or regular right, jail? Because right. if it's like HBO Oz jail, I'll go there. That's, that's <laughs> uh, She, they took me to court. The final thing was um, I showed up to court because the judge didn't believe that I, I needed to go to rehab. Mm -hmm. So I showed up to jail after drinking half a bottle of wild turkey mm -hmm. and smoking uh, about 50 bucks worth of crack. Mm -hmm. They couldn't believe when I walked in because I was the first one on the docket. I walked in. I was high. I smelled horrible because I didn't mm -hmm. shower. 
And the judge asked me, he's like, uh, are you an addict? And I started crying and I said, "If I was supposed to check in on Friday. Right. And this was a Tuesday. And I go, if you let me go home now, I'm not coming back. And she said, you mean you're not coming back to court? I said, no, I'm just not coming back. If you let me go home now, I'm not going to make it. Mm. This is this is the end for me. And I was really ready to just mm. give it up. Mm. And she said, okay, you're going to rehab. And when I got to rehab on Friday, I sat down on the couch and I took a deep breath and I sighed and I was like, I'm home. Mm. That was home. Right. June, June 21st. Wow. And uh, God... How long were you in rehab for? Three months. Okay. And, and I, what, first time done. First time. That's and I amazing. and I cried when How they, old were you? Thirty six. Wow. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Right? I, I I was crying when they said you can go home now. I was like, I don't want to wow. go home. Right. Can I stay longer? Yeah. Uh but yeah, uh God bless. Mm-hmm. Uh non stop eleven years. And uh like you, it just uh, I'll admit I I when I was diagnosed with cancer, right. I did I, I wanted to go out. Right. You ha- you entertained the thought. I was like, if I could just do a hit and forget about everything right now, mm-hmm. this would be... Uh, cancer's not going to go away. Right. But if yeah. I can go away for a minute... Mm. Um, but I have a, such a great boyfriend. He took me out for tacos, and <laughs> I'm a taco guy. Yeah. Uh, Aren't we all? Aren't so we so all taco so people So tacos convinced you... Your boyfriend and your tacos convinced you not to go out not to go because i was going to ask you the question so if you were thinking about it why didn't you then you did that you kind of just answered yeah it. no i now i talking about adversity everything that i've been through mm-hmm. again if you line up everything that i've been through in my life uh-huh. against everything that i've accomplished in my life mm-hmm. the accomplishments are way bigger but one outing would erase all that mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I'm I'm too vain. I'm I'm too. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm proud of everything I've accomplished. Yes, you should. I, there is, and you guys might understand this. There is a certain level of pride that goes into walking to a meeting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or walking somebody somewhere, and people say, "You're Daniel Garza," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, because when I was using, mm-hmm. the only place they did that. Was it bars? Because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, there's Daniel Garza. Yeah, yeah it's amazing how that he, switched, he, huh? Yeah, he's got something to sell, uh-huh. or he knows right. where the party is. Right. Or, but now I walk in, I was, uh, quick story, I was at uh, at an actor's meeting, mm-hmm. and the person giving the speech, the presentation, right. everybody was running after him afterwards, trying uh-huh. to get a picture of and I, he turns around, he goes, I know you. And I go, I'm, uh, I'm like, do you know about this page on Facebook? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm that Daniel Garza. And he's like, he kind of pulled everybody and said, he goes, oh my God, I've been wanting to meet you. Mm-hmm. And he shook my hand. All these other little actors around, all these little girls are like, oh. Then they all looked at me and I was like, yeah, I'm Daniel Garza. And and yeah, I smiled. And <laughs> I, I could feel the, the energy just pouring out. Right. And he was like, email me. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you. He goes, email me. And I'm like, I will, I will. And yeah. as I'm walking away, I kind of looked over and people are looking at me like going, who's that little Mexican walking off? Like, what, is, <laughs> what, is, what does he have? Yeah. And I have all these 11 years of hard work. That's what I have. While you were in the thick of it, in the middle, what kept you going? What kept you positive? And what advice would you offer for people that are struggling with 
anything, any type of adversity in life? Well, I mean, I think, you know, before I got cancer and I would see people talk about having cancer or hear that that person has cancer, I might be in a meeting or something and somebody is like going through chemo and doing cancer treatment or something. I never really thought about like, what would it be like to be in that person's position? I thought, mm -hmm. well, that's very sad and um, I feel for them, you know, mm -hmm. but, but when it actually happens to you, it's a whole different feeling. I mean, it's like you really start to test your mortality. You know, like you you, mm. you, you don't know um, what's next. Like, what are you in for? But then I look, I start. What I thought about a lot was like, this is another illness. And before I had, you know, another illness, which mm. would be addiction mm. and uh, alcoholism. And how are you going to deal with it? Well, how did you deal with your sobriety? You had to. When you found out that you're a full-blown addict and you came to terms with it and realization, what do you do? You treat it, right? So mm -hmm. I went to treatment and and then I uh, followed a spiritual path and went on, you know, to the program that I went to, and um, I continued with that. So what was I going to do? I, obviously, everybody turned into a doctor during that time and started <laughs> wanting to tell me about uh, how to go about uh, my cancer in a holistic fashion, which I do not discount anything that they say as being um, helpful. I'm sure that factually, like there's been people that survive cancer by eating better or just going vegetarian and all that. But I come from a family of doctors and I talked to my family and they said, um, if there's professionals and there are doctors that work with this, uh, you should probably listen to them because yeah. they probably have more of a higher success rate. So I, I went through, I did exactly that. I treated my cancer by going through cancer treatment mm -hmm. with oncologists and, and, and you know, cancer unit. So, and it was, it was an experience. It really, at first, of course, it's heavy. Like I don't, I'm not really an anxiety-ridden person, but there's a lot. Of, there was a lot of sleepless nights in the beginning, especially when you're, the fear of the unknown, like not knowing what stage you are, not knowing if you're going to survive this thing, and not knowing um, when the chemo treatment is going to start and how is that going to feel and all that. And um, you know, there, but it all happens for a reason, I believe. I think mm -hmm. that life isn't supposed to be all easy all the time if it was yeah. all easy all the time we wouldn't be we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to recognize and know what life is about if everything was easy we have every positive has to have a negative right mm -hmm. and a cancer can be seen as a negative but if if you survive it then you come out and you do there's a reason like we have a purpose obviously and mm -hmm. um but did you lose your hair? I mean, it wasn't a problem for me. With you, losing my hair. you know, I lost some eyebrow hair, but I believe you did, right? So, I, you know, I, I fun, did. Right? I, I think it's I good to find comedy in these dark moments. Right? Um, yeah, I lost my hair. Yeah. Most yeah, of I mean, my friends were like, well, at least you don't have to lose your hair. I'm like, that's a good one. Yeah, I Come lost with something new. I lost all my hair. <laughs> Everything was gone. Right. Uh, but when I found out, uh, when the diagnosis... That I, I, yes, laughter is fundamental. Mm -hmm. You have to laugh at situations, no matter how hard they are. Mm -hmm. Everything from birth to death, and anything in between, you have to find the comedy in it, or it will eat you up. That's right. I love that. That's right. Uh, That's so important. Mine being anal cancer, my jokes were when I would go to the doctor. <laughs> they're like, "How are you feeling?" I'm like, "Ah, it's a pain in the ass." <laughs> But you know, I like to, I like to make cancer the butt of my joke. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, or it's all behind me now. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit down and enjoy it. And and the nurses would crack up, and they're like, I can't believe. But there were, I did thirty 
Okay, here's my, my the way I get it. I was diagnosed on Cinco de Mayo. That's how Mexican I am. I was diagnosed on Cinco de Mayo. I finished chemo on 4th of July. Mm. And now they throw a parade for me every year. That's amazing. Yeah, that, every 4th of July, when you see those fireworks, they're because of me. Think of Daniel. Yes. And uh, it's the gas. And <laughs> You had a lot of time to come up with this. I know, man. When endless, you're in bed during chemo. Total butt at your jokes. Uh, the day I was diagnosed, I got home. On the way home, I told my boyfriend, I'm going to start a video blog. Because mm -hmm. I'm a social media guy. Mm -hmm. And he goes, okay. So for 31 days of treatment, there are photos and there are videos describing how it felt. And there are days when I was like, it's it's a cool day. It's a good day. I'm, I'm, I ate something. But there are a couple of videos there where I am boogers and spit and I am mad. It's the reality. And I'm yelling. Yeah. And some people... Here's, I don't know about you, but here's my reality. Right. Cancer sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It is horrible. Yep. It will suck the life out of you. Mm -hmm. So my suggestion is get a bigger straw and suck harder. <laughs> because you need to suck the life out of cancer and give it back to yourself. That's right. Mm. Uh, yell, scream. That's right. Get mad. Get happy. When people ask you how you're feeling, you tell them tell how them you're how feeling. Because you yeah. mm. I've had people come to goes. Well, my aunt Gertrude went through cancer, yeah. and she was always happy. She wasn't always happy. She was either high on drugs, yeah, yeah. or she <laughs> lied. Or she hid it well. Yeah, she lied because of you. She yeah. she probably hated cooking you those cookies, yeah. baking because that smell was horrendous. Mm -hmm. um, the smell of garlic forever was like right. Don't use garlic in my mm -hmm. food. Yep. Mm. Um, get in touch with your feelings, and own them. People around me were prohibited from asking me how I was feeling right. because I'm like, I'm going through cancer. How do you think I feel? Right. It's in my ass and I can't sit down forever. Like, right. what do you, what do you, how do you think I feel? Right. And people were not allowed to say, I'm sorry, because I, I told them I'm going through treatment. Mm -hmm. I'm being helped. What are you sorry about? That I might live? Yeah. Is that what you're sorry about? Um so my final suggestion, as you, if you're going through something health-related like we did, feel everything. And when people ask you, be honest. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like getting mad, be mad. Right. Um, if you're religious and one day you wake up and you're like, damn you, God, God understand. He's got a thick skin. G and I, we're good friends. <laughs> he was like, let me have it. That's right. Give me your best because I've heard it all. Um, that was actually, for me, the, the key through it all was my connection to God. I mean, truly, like, and I didn't have that before I got sober. And in order for me to stay sober, I needed to connect to God. And a lot of people cringe at the talk when they hear the talk of God. But I, I've come to the conclusion that I didn't create myself. Mm. I didn't create the ocean. I didn't create the trees and birds. And I can't, I didn't create my beautiful dogs or humanity. So something greater than me has done that. And something greater than me will put experiences in my life and how will I deal with it? And cancer is one of them. Yeah. You know, and if I, that's what happens. I mean, what I started to realize during that time was that this happens to people. You know, some people don't survive. Some people die. You know, you've, you've had AIDS. There's been people that the second they're, you know, diagnosed with AIDS, they're almost, they deteriorate almost immediately. Yeah. So you're a survivor of that. I mean, we're constant survivors. So if you're surviving, and your heart still be you're right. It's okay to feel your feelings. It's, uh, there's I felt emotions that I didn't even know I could feel. 
during that oh, time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and then it's, it's all adversity. How do you overcome that stuff? So connection to God, connection to community. I'm so, I'm such a workaholic and I love to help people so much. That's kind of what I've committed to doing in my life that during that time, people told me, just relax. And I said, well, I, just let people help you. I don't know how to accept, receive help. I know how to give help. They said, exactly. one of them being Earl, he told me, Pej, we're so used to helping people, it's okay to let people help you. Just yeah. let them. And I said, like, okay, fine. But part of it too, because I'm, we're very equal in that. Yes. I was still going to do presentations, yeah. public speaking. Me too. My mom kept getting upset. Yeah. yeah. They, they would. I would walk really slow up yeah. and down campuses, but I was still doing it. Mm -hmm. I was still doing readings for people at home. Were you? Yeah, and well, on the phone. The best time to do it. Um, More spiritually in touch with yeah. the universe. And and plus, I, I started off, and I still believe in the twelve steps, obviously, but. If in that moment I believed in a higher power mm -hmm. to help me through my addiction and my alcoholism, then why wouldn't you? For why that? wouldn't I? Yeah, because it only makes sense. It's not, especially Catholics. It's not a different God. Right. It's the same person. He's yeah. up there. Um, We're always going to have ups and downs. We don't know. We may have more and more. Like I'm sure. Yeah. That's just life. And. But, but one thing that I discovered, because mm -hmm. we're talking about helping people, right. but it's okay to not, you know, it's okay to live. Even in my sickness, mm -hmm. whatever it is I'm going through, because I live with the 10% pain on a regular basis. Right. That's my level. I, this morning I woke up with pain, uh -huh. right. but I'm so used to it, it just doesn't bother me anymore. Uh -huh. Right. Uh, but my purpose in life, and it's not like, da da da, we are here to save you. But my purpose in life is to be social media, share a message, continue to help, whatever, yeah. and to help people. Yeah. And why would I stop when I'm not feeling well? That's right. Yeah. You actually, it's the best time to do it more than ever. Yeah, that's when I'm yeah. more sincere. You know, yeah. drunks, children, and sick people will always tell you the truth. <laughs> They'll always tell you the truth. That's true. That yeah. is true. Well, gentlemen, I love it so much. Both of you, your stories are incredible. Before you, We're before you sign well. out, I just wanted yeah. to say, so Please. we do have another page on Facebook. It's called Ask an Addiction Specialist. If you guys ever have any questions, anybody's out there, if you have a loved one that's suffering, if you're suffering, or if you have questions, um, feel free. There's a link that's already up there, Ask an Addiction Specialist. Or you can just join the page. We will add you. There's always uh, professionals who are readily available that can tell you uh, answer your questions. There's people in recovery that have been around for a while. They can answer your questions, but it's called Ask an Addiction Specialist. And then also the Sober Grind. This is not just a live stream that we do on Facebook. It's a podcast. It's It comes in many different platforms. Google Play, iTunes, and what was the other one? YouTube. There's uh, Yeah, YouTube. It's on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere that you're able to listen to a podcast. We're on there. That's right. And we, we would like for you people. to actually, you know, when you come on our podcast, ask us questions, uh, give us reviews, uh, tell us what you think, tell us what you'd like us to talk about, tell us what you'd like to see in our future 
programs. And if you're in recovery and you've been sober for a few years and you'd like to be on the show, uh, hit me up, hit up Austin, let us know. We'll, we'll, we'd love to have you on the show. We'd do a three or five minute testimonial. We'd even bring you down here live and you can be the star of the show like Mr. Daniel Garza. But, um, well, not like me, but similar. <laughs> ain't nobody <laughs> like you, my friend. But no, we're, we're all, we would love, you know, there's a lot of good things coming up. We are working on some awesome projects. Yeah. Also, interventions, if you're ever in need of an intervention, you, I'm your man. You can call me. You can count on me. I'll do everything I can to either provide intervention services to you or put you in touch with interventions. And that goes for adolescents. That goes for adults, people with mental illness or addictions. I'm always available for you. You can call me. You can hit me up through Facebook. Yeah, amazing. And lastly, uh, this podcast is made possible by Beginnings Treatment Centers, an amazing uh, full level of care from detox to residential to outpatient uh, they're centered out here in Southern California. You can reach them 24-7 at any time to speak to a friendly specialist at 800-387-6907. Gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure as always. Can I throw one more thing? Oh, yes, you can. How, can. how can we get more in touch with you? Oh, uh, Daniel G. Garza uh, at Facebook. That's the easiest way. Just message me. And um, one thing that I've discovered over the last mm. uh, being AIDS being done with 18 years ago, um, there's a lot of crossover stuff with that. Mental health, addictions, AIDS or HIV, cancers, there's crossover stuff. And sometimes I felt like there was nobody that could understand mm -hmm. that. Uh, it's like, oh, well, you, you just have addiction. How would you understand somebody with HIV? Right. Um, if, you, if you feel like there's nobody that understands you, get in touch with me. Um, I, I, if I don't have something, I, I belong to a... a international uh, advocacy network mm -hmm. so if there's something that other than addiction that is afflicting you please get in touch and I, and I will help you find the right person to talk to awesome Amazing. thank you Daniel, Daniel thank, thank you, you so much so good, so to, good see to see you, you again my thank brother you. all right until next time sober grind, sober grind. out